something like the Holocaust Millions of our people lost Buy our heads and pay to the law Till I die, I'm a fucking boss Now who gon' stop me? Who gon' stop me, huh? Who gon' stop me? Who gon' stop me, huh? Black cars, black cars, black on black, black bras Whole lot of money in the black bag uh, I guess we should uh, put an episode out for this game. Yeah? Uh, ben, uh, confession time. I kind of messed up. What'd you do, bud? So, I mean, I had to fly back from Florida, and then we did the episode on Tuesday night, as usual. And then I edited it, and then I, I had to drive to Dallas for Thanksgiving on Wednesday. And then I just, like, kind of didn't post it. And then we got to Thursday, and there was another game already. And so, like... I was like, I shouldn't post the episode because we're playing together the game already. And so here we are on Friday you night. You the die one, the boys will be boys die hard. <sighs> Dude, they're probably wondering what happened to us. Like, are we dead? <sighs> there is a missing episode. So I guess, but on the bright side, then I guess that means that this is going to be a double episode week, baby. Whoa. Does that mean we're talking double this profit? Double the topics? Exactly. And they'll get to hear us. Uh, pretty much project that we're going to kill the Redskins and then they'll know that our prophecies came true. Well, just let it be known that last pod was basically talking about how great this team was. Uh, they turned a corner. We talked about a lot of that good stuff. Let me uh, do this now because it did get brought up by my mother. Shout out happy birthday to Michelle Walker. I'm sorry uh, your pod did not come out. It's, it's, it does have some happy birthday stuff in it. It really does. It really does. It just There's some logistics. So if you hear the episode leading up to this week, the pre-Redskins episode, then we love you. We salute you. We know you're diehards. We appreciate that. But you're skipping forward to present day where we are. Then let's fucking do this. Because we got... Another victory to talk about, go Three in a row. So for those of you who uh, didn't watch the game, um, I guess that means like people that aren't in the United yeah. States. Yeah, like uh, I don't know if you hate Thanksgiving or just America in general, but something's wrong with you. Damn straight. We're coming off the Thanksgiving game. It's a, it's a damn tradition. And the Cowboys are playing the team from Washington. Um, yeah, racial, racial slur. slur name team. Um, you know, this was a big one, Ben. This was for first place in the NFC East. Uh, by the way, we should also highlight the fact that we're recording in the same room. This is the first Ooh. live podcast. You know, I'm going to come to you, Ron, from me from DFW, Goat from Austin. But this is the Thanksgiving holiday. Goat is in town. We decided to make this a special. We're also coming to you instead of from our traditional Monday, Tuesday recording coming from you from the day after the game to get you this uh, pod, hopefully on this holiday. We're coming live from the same room, so it's going to be crisp, it's going to be clean, and you're going to have your two co-hosts uh, buzzing off of a great Hell yeah, so as always, but unusually live this time, this is Andy Gatelli. Benjamin T. Walker, your boy. This is Boys Will Be Boys, the podcast for the fans, by the fans. Oh, so boys and girls and anything in between or to the left or right of that, because this is an equal opportunity show and we do not discriminate. We don't judge. We don't judge. 
this was a hell of a game. All right. This was the game that uh, was going to tell us whether or not the boys were for real. Yeah, you were probably sitting there with your family, extended family. One of them was probably making a racial remark. You got to roll your eyes about it, and you're trying to like get the casserole or the stuffing pads, and you're arguing about you know mashed potatoes for sweet potatoes. I mean, Thanksgiving's contentious. I get it, though. But clearly, Matt. I mean, yeah. If 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 you're a sweet potato fan, I don't hate you, but you're just kind of wrong. But moving forward, you had to. With all that going on, realize that there was a bigger picture. And we're not talking about the Lions game that's played annually that no one cares about. Go. Did you even check on that? Did anyone care? I, I didn't watch a second of that game. Although I did see, I just want to point this out, your boy Goat over here went to Missouri for a couple of years with Chase Daniel, who was starting quarterback of the Bears. You know that? like legend and Mizzou Tigers legend, former Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year, Chase Daniel, you mean? The man yeah. who scored more touchdowns than incompletions through eight weeks of my freshman year of college? Yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> the Bears have rolled Jeremy Macklin out there for a couple of downs. I'd probably be wearing a... What happened to him? Did he get cut? Is he too... Uh, yeah, I don't think he's on a team anymore. Uh, he kind of was like, you know, he's two for the Eagles for a minute. Then he got like a big deal to go to the Chiefs. That was the year that they had no touchdowns by a wide receiver. Like, I guess he just kind of got exposed. Yeah. You know, I, I really thought him and Crab were going to be like. All I have to be careful because uh, uh, my current boss is a Lions fan. So, uh, you know, Trace, if you are listening, uh, sir, I, I, I'm not making fun of your team. They're just about the same team they've been for 20 years. They're not very good. And that brings up a question that we won't get into on this pod because we got way too much going into, but how really good is Matt Stafford? But that's 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 for another day. After that game was done, which nobody really cared to watch, came the main course, the big feast of Thanksgiving, the turkey, if you will, and that was Cowboys versus the R-Words. Cowboys, Indians. This is the second time this year that this uh... – these two teams met. Uh, first time you'll remember ended with a heartbreaking bonk off the upright by one barely Brett Maher, as I've come to call him. It also was a bad call, but we're not bitter about that, Goat. Are we bitter? Not even a little bit. Not even a tiny, tiny bit. So, um, you know, this team has a great, has a great defensive line. One of the best in the NFL. Um, it says a lot of the Cowboys and they play um, – Trying to think of the other really good D line we played this year. Yeah, let's get for the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. Careful, careful. Sorry. Caller in the problematic jar, real quick. We don't like cursing. It's not our fault that a team has literally been allowed to be a racist term for multiple years. So, all that said, these guys have one of the best defensive lines in football. Ron Payne, Jonathan Allen. Kerrigan, they got good linebackers. This is got the biggest cowboy killer on defense. Dude, he is out there, dude. He always gets home on us. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, Lael's not a bad guy. He's not a great, but he's a fine right tackle. But man, Kerrigan has his game. We found out at kickoff that Tyron Smith was not playing in this game. Yes, if you listen to our last pod, which we didn't put out, so you didn't listen to, but if you're listening to it, uh, listen to our last pod. You're a real fan because you had to hack into my computer, steal it, and listen to it alone. Yes, so, impressive. 
so we appreciate if that is the full extent of your deviousness. Um, but if you did listen to it, uh, you would know that we didn't mention anything about Tyrone being out because that didn't really seem to be a concern for the Cowboys or us. Uh, he did suffer what they called a stinger, which is the most coach talk or I don't know what the fuck's wrong with our guy, basically. You know, bruised, basically. And Tyrone Smith did not play. So now you're looking at... Who was out there? Redmond? Cameron usually. That was going to be interesting. But the Cowboys are different this time around. So basically, yeah, the only two alignment that you're used to seeing out there. Well, Looney, because he's been there for Frederick. But really the... Zach Martin, the all-world right guard, and L, the right tackle. And then your left side was basically plug-ins. So it was going to be a test, especially what the Redskins did to us. Oh, uh, sorry. The bad. It's because they said it so many times on the broadcast yesterday. I just got used to it. See, this is why we have to regulate what we say in public because it, it gets into your head. The poison gets into your head. But, yes, the offensive line had questions on it. Um, but – the Cowboys were added to – they were adding to the offensive line a little bit by changing a little bit. And then the big addition uh, was the trade for Amari Cooper a couple weeks ago. Um, that would prove to be decisive. Yes, yes. So let's get right into it. Um, the Cowboys did lose the coin toss, so they uh, the red the R word. <laughs> Man, this is very true. Uh, we don't mean to be racist. We don't mean to. Did elect to We're not your president. Ooh, getting political on the podcast. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, so sorry. The, uh, the Cowboys uh, did receive the ball first. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got off to a pretty decent start. Um, actually, their best first drive of the season this year. How the Cowboys want to play football. Um, yeah, Zeke in the middle for two yards. Dak in the three yard yards. Then Dak in the third line. Dak in the Amari Cooper who shakes Josh Moon for seven yards. Man, you know, the big thing we. We probably talked about that I don't think was highlighted enough in losing Dez and Witten. Of course, the red zone troubles, which have been evident and still were evident a little bit in this game. But really third down. I mean, Witten was a third down mover. Dez was at least a third down target and at least gave Beasley a little bit more third down room. I found myself saying that a lot during this game. I was like, when you would see Amari make these catches, I'd be like, no one else in this team makes that catch. Right. So since he's come here, which, by the way, let me just read the stat while we have it up. So since Amari Cooper has joined the Cowboys' offense, their third-down rankings have shot up from 29th in the NFL, which, by the way, it is, it's only 30 teams. So 29's uh, <laughs> not very good. But it's shot up from 29th to 8th. That's how good Amari Cooper has helped this team on third down. And you can – it's not all him. I mean, you can – you know, we've talked to the O-line and Dax looking way more confident in my mind. But Amari Cooper has been an absolute chain mover for this team, which is more than red zone target, more than anything else. That's what this team needs. So, yes, third and five, seven yards to Amari Cooper. Go. 
He's, he's, he's been an absolute revelation for this offense. He's totally changed the dynamic of this offense, and that will become very, very evident as we get further into uh, this game, play-by-play. So, Mario's first catch is for a first-down conversion. That brings up a first-down talent about 37. Uh, Jack is a little short pass out to the fullback, Ola Wale, for 10 yards. This is the second catch of the season, but a really good play by him. Yeah. Pretty damn accurate. Sure, okay. sure. Uh, then on first and second with 47, Zeke at 6 yards. Second four, 47. Uh, Dak to go to Zeke Elliott. Elliott behind him. Third. Who had a game in the game. first time we played. He had a great post-game interview, too. I didn't see a jungle boy. The big wide brim. Yeah. Like they like, had the future. It's like a cowboy hat, kind of. And um, the last season, he's like, that's why no one respects our team. We don't have a championship mindset. We weak. We went out there, didn't prepare, tackled like shit, didn't get shit done. Really? Dude, I missed that. I would have missed it. 500 times because he kept saying, like, when the shit pop off, you look like shit. Like, I saw the highlight on Twitter, didn't click on I just saw a guy with a cowboy hat and shades. Is that handsome? Okay. Yeah. He's awesome. I do not like Washington at all. I've been a fan of these. We want a jungle boy hard. So that gives us that break up that ball. That brings up third and four. But Amari Cooper appears again, 11 yards on Josh Norman. On yes. um, and Josh already getting frustrated. You see him throw his hands up. Yeah, look, Josh Norman, I, I respect you. Know, there's a a couple years stretch there where he was a premier defensive back and this is no knock to him now. He's just not that guy anymore. I mean, years catch up with you. He's not a bad player. He's just not the guy he was four years ago. You know what I mean? Like he's, I won't say has been, but he's, he's an older now. He's not, he's not a premier shutdown. We said this the first time these two teams played. Um, I said that, you know, Quentin Dunbar is really their number one corner, but Norman's still a takeaway guy. He still makes splash plays, but uh, Cooper definitely got off on him today. Absolutely. So, third and third conversion again. Blake Jarwin, that was a good snag by everyone. I was very impressed with Brad Rath. A good talk by Dak Dak. First and from the Washington he goes for seven yards. And then second second three. Hey, we missed this. Uh, if you didn't listen to the last pod, I'm going to bring it up for you again. Just real brief about AKA Zeke is good stats. Um, in the first 35 games, there's only three guys who put up the yardage he has, and they are Edgar and James, and damn it, I'm forgetting the other Eric one. Dickerson. Yes. yes, Eric Dickerson, two amazing players. And, and since 2016, basically, Zeke has averaged the most yards for scrimmage, has the most rushing yards. He's actually averaging 100 rushing yards a game. And touchdown wise, we said if he gets 91 yards, he's going to be the rushing. Right. Again. We got 121. And yeah. Yep. So basically, what I was trying to say through all that is not only is Zeke good, everybody knows Zeke's good. Everyone can tell you Zeke's good. Zeke is great. 
I mean, he is great. He's the best player on this team. I don't want anyone to get that twisted. No offense to Tank. No offense to Jalen, LVE, whoever. Zeke is by far the best player on this team, and he had another great day. I mean, it's, it's for me, it's kind of a 1A, 1B situation with Zeke and Rico Gathers. <laughs> I know he's getting targets, but Rico's out there. Dude, we have to, you can't underestimate how much the rest of the audience can Zeke get the opportunity that he does as a defensive thing. Just watching Rico Gathers safe and preparing for that, I say no. It'd be so, Zeke does punt this one in for 16 yards out. Beautiful run. Uh, he had 30 untouched on 30 yards and on four carries on the first drive. Which I want to say right here, um, unfortunately, as good as his first drive was, you'd love for this to be the trend for the Cowboys in the first half. And it apparently just wasn't. And um, I don't ever want to judge genius that is Scott Linehan, but. I think you could just go ahead and give Zeke about 10 more touches in the first half, you know? 15 more touches. Oh, I know. I tweeted about it. Thank you for my uh, three fans who liked it. I love y'all. So, but at this point, 7-0, looking great. Sure, sure, sure. Now we can see... The Let me just say this, man, to Texas fans. The rant I wanted to go on last week. But I get to do it here since uh, we didn't get last week's pod out. If you're one of those Texas fans who's like, man, I want the Cowboys to win, but I want Colt to do well. Just fuck you, okay? Like two middle fingers. That's the same crowd. That's the same crowd that literally will insist that Texas had Alabama right where they wanted when Colt went out of that. Yeah, Colt get hurt. Texas wins that natty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, if we're playing the if but bowl, then um, yeah, then Texas shouldn't even been in that game. If you ask me, it should have been Tech. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, fine. Um, we'll, we'll go ahead and let you. You guys live your paradise and dream world. We'll we'll do our same, but. For you guys who are out there for Colt McCoy, they're a Cowboys fan, just flaw. So McCoy does go out there. Um, they start on their own 25. McCoy tries to go with Josh Dawson. Awuzier is there, says nah. Uh, second play for Shridge. He does hit Dawson, gets nine yards. And on third and one, um, uh, he dodges him back and then scrambles to the left. And then he runs into the great. As everyone knows, that's a good boy. He's loving him all year, and it just forced the punt. He's having a great The Cowboys have the ball back. Unfortunately, guys, like the rest of this half. Is, is <sighs> I would love to go play by play, but we look like such shit that it's basically yeah, so three and out, five and out, three and out, field goal, three and out. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, well, let's just highlight a couple plays here in the first half. So I'm sure it's on the Washington next direction. Um, they do drive down a little bit, they get a couple first downs, but on third and four from the Dallas 41, mm-hmm. uh, McCoy can throw it out to Quinn. Anthony Brown coming down with a 
I mean, it was bad. It was a bad throw. It was a bad throw. But, hey, you take it. This team has been takeaways. I mean, even if the quarterback's going to make a mistake, this this defense, as good as they've been, Andy, has not been a takeaway oh, center defense. Yeah. What do we have into this game? We had, I think, yeah, we had four in ten weeks heading into this, and we had three today. So this team doesn't get a lot of picks, and yes, this was a backup quarterback, and yes, this was a bad throw, but god damn it, if you're a good defense, then you have to take those balls away. So we do get the ball back. Of course, we do nothing with it. Yeah, uh, I play punt drive. And with seven minutes and four seconds to go in the second quarter, McCoy um, finds an ancient Vernon Davis wide open. He takes 53 yards to the house to tie the game at seven. Uh you know, Davis, go out there. Hey, I'll say this, man, and I know for you Texas fans out there who just rolled your eyes at my last statement, I will give you this about Cole. That was a good play. That was about his third read. He worked through the whole field, and then he saw Vernon on the linebacker, uh, Damien Wilson, who's not a bad covered linebacker. But, I mean, Vernon can still run, man. Vernon can still run. That was a good throw, and he, he beat Heath and, and uh, Davis to the, to the pylon. So, you know, good play by Colt. So at this point, it's 7 7. I'm fuming because I'm just like, we let him get back in. We don't. The Cowboys have back, back on the next drive. drive. It took 14 play plays to get down to the four. This is where I lose yeah. my mind. Yeah. Should we get a so 10 10 at the, at, at the at Washington Community with two minute warning? Uh, uh, Zeke, it takes it for six yeah. yards. So now, um, we are second in the at the Washington 14. Um, that does a little. We call a scramble. We yeah. call it, we call power run to Dak. I love the, the call. He kicks it out. out. Um, and he, and Dak is 10 yards. So now we're on the first circle. Yes, with plenty of time. Scott Rennan proceeded to call three straight pass plays. It is in Hey, little, little dog. <laughs> we got a little dog barking. It makes me just as mad as it makes you. So we got we got a little pup. So they on first and four, we try to go. We do this little like long developing pass play, and these are not quick passes. Okay, these are not like like real quick strike slants type stuff. This is like seven step drop, long developing. Dak is almost going to get sacked. He chunks it over to to Noah Brown, who can't get to the ball. So that's your first play. Second and goal, Dak snaps the ball, takes it back. Kerrigan and Smith get to him. Takes a thirteen yard loss. So now. Third and goal from the 17. You do a little screen pass to Zeke because we do on third and long. Zeke goes seven yards. We're not fourth and goal from the 10. Brett Mark takes a field goal. But yeah. Like, how do you not give the ball to Zeke Elliott on the four yard line? At I agree. Time? I agree. The I didn't hate first down because honestly, Dak missed Noah Brown. That was a touchdown. He's wide open. But second and four, give the ball to Zeke. At least give one of those carries to Zeke. If you're going to throw on first down, Give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, he's just too good of a player for you to have three plays inside the five-yard line and him not receive the ball. So that sucked. We went selling for a field goal. And then, Andy, that was basically how the half went in. Um, we, we traded a couple possessions, but ultimately 
Dallas up 10 7 and a half. So, yeah. We, How are you feeling here? Dude, I was, I was pretty furious. Um, I thought it should be up by more. I thought it should be up by more. And I thought that if you let a team like this hang with you, they're, they had already shown that they would they could get a lucky break and hit this long play. Um, and as I would, I would be proven correct, they would they would score again before we would. So the yeah. offense took some time to get, get rolling here. Uh, the the uh, Washington does get the ball in the second half. They go to position for five. AP had a good day against us uh, last time. He did not have near the day. I think the defense stepped up on him. Yeah, they definitely. Kind of, I think that they he had hundred yards last time we played. That guy can that guy can still play, but uh, I thought the run D looked much better today for the Cowboys. Totally agreed. They shut pretty much everyone down. Now they're missing some guys too. Offensive line. And Jordan Reed had a nice day. A couple guys did. Dotson was okay, but they shut the run game down, which I think with a backup quarterback, you'd rather shut the run game down and make him beat you. Of course, Colt McCoy to go out there and try to beat you with his arm. Um, so they run Adrian Peterson right here on first and 10. He gets five yards, and they take a deep shot. Um, then on third and five, uh, they try to go to a short left pathway. gets bad. I can't – this is a game I would love to bitch, but – if there's any R-word fans out there listening, they know they're waiting to hear that. Um, there's, there's a few the Cowboys got away with today. I'll give them that. I'll give them that. Not enough to win. Not enough, Not enough to win, but they got away with a few. We we, we, we respect that. We don't think that. We've been on the receiving end of these calls before. So, oh, man. whatever. Why game for LVE, but a good game. He had one like he jumped. It went like in 2000, Luke was defense rookie of the year with 103 solo tackles. Late, late, has 100 solo tackles right now. So, so here we are. Here we are. Um, so, 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 yeah, they actually have a nice return, so they're all of a sudden on our 25 after the return. Yeah, yeah. so they're on the 25. They get a neutral zone infraction, so now it's first and five at our 20. Uh, they give it to Peterson. He gets he four yards. However, they do get an offensive holding. So now it's first and 15. McCoy finds Jordan Reed for 12 yards. Uh, second and three, they give it to Bibbs. He gets eight yards before Van Der Esch uh, gets to him. Now it's first and goal from the 10. Uh, Quinn gets a 10-yard pass. From As Andy called him, K. Mark Cole Beasley. K. Mark Cole Beasley gets the ball. And then he proceeded to do the Michael Scott dance from the office, which yeah. I respect. This is a game of great touchdowns. I call him Michael Scarn, baby. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, we didn't even mention it. On Zeke's first touchdown, he had oh. a camera guy hand him 
So Zeke, if everyone remember from last year's Thanksgiving Day game, Zeke scored a touchdown and ran and jumped into the Salvation Army bucket. It was a big deal. He got fined, donated all his money, of course, to charity. It wasn't a big deal, but yeah, he jumped into into the bucket. So this year he scores a touchdown. He has a guy waiting in the end zone who hands him $21 and Zeke goes and drops it in the bucket. Awesome. I'm sure he'll get fined for that as well. And sir, he will not get fined for the money. He will get fined for the But Jerry already came out and said he's paying the fine. So, oh, and then uh, I think I saw Zeke say he's already going to pay it as well. Too. Last year, that stud increased the donations to Salvation Army by like Right. Yeah. So yeah, Zeke did that, which was which was great. A great thing to bring to bring attention to a good charity on Thanksgiving Day. But yes, uh, when when Kmart Cole Beasley Trey Quinn scores as a scar, good celebration. I'll give you uh, our words that they're up thirteen ten, and all of a sudden, uh, Goat, how are you feeling? I'll say this. Me as a fan, and it's so funny me and Goat trade on this. I'm usually Mister Negative throughout the week. Every week heading into the game, I think we're going to lose. And then when the game starts, no matter how it looks, I'm usually the positive one. And Andy, as soon as something bad happens, turns straight negative. I really do. Um, I was with my whole family yesterday. I did. I was telling them, like, I would bet my life we don't score another point in this game. We looked so inept on offense. I was so mad. Um, I had not counted on the emergence of Amari Cooper to this point. Keep it very quiet. You haven't mentioned his name at all. He said he had a couple. Right. But, I mean – in the big way. Exactly. And speaking of great touchdown celebrations, we're going to see one here in a moment. Here we go. So here we are down 13-10, and we receive the ball. We get the ball, number 25. Dak uh, hits Cooper for 11 yards. Um, so first, number 36. Dak completes a Beasley. Uh, then Elliott goes right for 16 yards. Man, Zeke's so good. He's such a beast, dude. And then first and 10 from the Washington 48, uh, incomplete to Gallup. We hand it back to Zeke. He gets eight yards on a crackback cross. Sweet play. And then third and two from the an Interesting little play, man. This is okay. Okay. For all kids that want to play wide one here, just go study Amar is out on the play. He, he does the best, best in, in like out, outside. He, he, he takes off. He sells, sells the corner up to the end of the outside because he's done it 100 times in the game already. The corner breaks that way too. He pivots, breaks back inside so hard that the corner falls over his face. Amari goes up, grabs the ball because it's a it's an RPO. It's a run pass option. Dak is fake, hand hand off the deep, hits Amari. Amari takes off in the gap. 40 yards later, he's in the end zone for his second touchdown as a Cowboy. Yeah, it's a weird little play. It's like Dak kind of held it, pumped it, kind of wait, and then Amari just turns his corner around. Um, no safeties in the middle of the field. I don't know if they blitzed or they were guarding whoever, but as soon as Amari catches that, there is no one. Did you see Amari's touchdown celebration? Markel Mark Fultz. For, for people who believe that, I think that's that. Yes. Markel Fultz. Went to Philadelphia Sixers. And he's had like some gifts. And a lot of people have commented on the free throw shooter technique, which is that he kind of bobbles the ball back and forth between his two hands and he shoots. So Mark, off the lineup, they were taking a free throw and he bobbled the football back and forth and then shot a free throw over the crossbar and they all ran off to the side. I'm stoked to see Amari like. Kind of get a little more you know, like. I saw two good things I want to mention on that. One is uh, Fultz retweeted yeah. that kind of good sport, laughed at it, and 
I saw a Sixers fan, also an Eagles fan, I was on the, the Reddit NBA, and the top comment was a Sixers fan going, what a specific version of my hell. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here's the thing, man. I saw a lot of Raider fans who were instantly like, that's the guy who gave away. Well, what hurts them is, so Thanksgiving was Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper played, and Khalil Mack had himself a day in the noon game that we made fun of, and then Amari Cooper had himself a day. As of right now, the picks that they've traded for are 29th and 22, and they're only getting worse. The two players they played, one's going to be defensive player of the year. Amari Cooper, I mean, go, so go back and forth, or was it worth it? But he's been damn good for us. That's all I can say. It's yeah. a worth a first-rounder. You can always judge, but he's been damn good. For I would have to see a wide receiver next year's draft really ball out for me to think it isn't worth it at this point, not just because of how good Cooper is, but because he's just totally one. The fact that the Cowboys can, can quick strike him, like they can score from anywhere on the field now, that's, that's amazing. We have not had that in yep. years. So. Uh, they do score at seven to thirteen. and they started at twenty five. Peterson for three yards, and then they Vernon Davis. He gets twenty. He had a nice day, man. Good day, man.
I'm just going to say it. I'm going to use profane language. Fuck off. Yep. All right. Just don't even at me. Don't even get at me. If you don't like Dez, then please don't even talk to me. Anyway, uh, Mari Cooper, not Dez Bryant, none of his vocal. But a great because I think that like we're huge Dez fans. Um, Absolutely. Mari clearly. I won't even term with Charlie Smith. He's your new number one. He's your new number one. He's the latest line. So I saw it time last night thinking, you know, where does he fall in my 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 so, so like recently? Well, well, I think the, the guys we really when you talk about Dallas Cowboy number ones in the modern era, kind of like Irving, Irving. Michael, Michael Irving, sorry, David, David, uh, <laughs> Michael Irving, Terrell, Miles Austin, those are really your number ones mm -hmm. since in the last two in the Jerry Jones era, yeah. Uh, I, I look at Amari Cooper, and I and I see somewhere between Miles Austin and Ben Bryant. Uh, um, Interesting comparison. He he. We talked a little bit before we started the pod. You had a really good point that Dez is a physical freak at his prime. On a level that Amari is never going to be, but Amari is so polished at the things he does well. He's a really like, this is the better football player, but Mari is the better wide receiver. And, and even saying that as a football player, it's a, it's a tough – you're splitting hairs there. But, yeah, Des was the better athlete. No one would dispute that. Des can high point a ball like nobody. Des was a jump ball guy. Amari is a clean cut, what they teach wide receivers to be. He runs crisp routes. And an extensive route tree. Like, yes. he can run any route. Dez wasn't a great route runner, never was. Dez was, he ran about four routes, ran them pretty well, and he had and, Tony. And I know some people that will say that Dez Bryant, like in Madden, Dez Bryant has like 88 catching and then 105 spectacular catch. Like yeah. he's really good at the insane catch, but like maybe like some of the like routine ones he might take his eyes off of. Um, Amari makes contested catching the traffic. Well, it's great. You know, he Amari in his first three and a half years before we grabbed him um, was kind of known as a drop guy. Um, he's not dropped a ball yet in the Dallas Cowboy uniform, which is great. I'm not saying that that'll continue. Uh, Bob Stern, who you know I've mentioned multiple times in this pod, he mentions if you take out his rookie year, He's actually above the average wide receiver drop rate. If he includes rookie year, he's below it, and then it goes up and down. He had a great, bad rookie year, great second year, a lot of drops in his third year, and then his next two years, he's been pretty clean. So I think watching him, though, in the games that we have, he's got good hands. He might drop one or two. I mean, we saw Cole Beasley drop a wide open touchdown. I mean, guys with good hands drop the ball, and that's why I got – Mad like people said, Dez had the drops. Dez just had great hands. Yes, he dropped a few. He had great hands. Like I think when you get enough targets, you're gonna remember the balls that they miss. We saw Julio Jones what last week drop a ball and double. Yes, double coverage, but it hit him in the hands at the five. And Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the NFL, if you ask me. So I just want to point that out that Amari's been very sure-handed. Um, and I saw some great stuff, man. I saw an inter interview after the game with Amari 
Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's finally getting comfortable in his identity as a ballet player, yeah, onto media. I, I think that that has a lot to do with like the relationships with the beat writers. He's seen these guys every day now. Um, um, I'm sure like, 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 yeah. Like, a big boy Chris, like, not a loquacious man. Exactly. Um, it's a really cool comments. He didn't. He, what he said that I think is most important is one. They asked Dak about him, and Dak said Amari is as fast as he needs to be. Yeah, he has surprising speed from, from what I saw. Like the ability for him to run away from guys, yeah. not getting caught from behind, which is great. Um, but what Amari said that I was the day he got here, he he had that Dak meeting, and they have great chemistry together. They work really well together. And then back that day, they have already have already like, like, oh, that was just tired. He didn't need to sit next to her. He didn't need to watch you this 10 to 12, so 12 to 18, whatever. It was a little, you know, kind of tummy off and put work with them. Whatever, whatever. I don't know if it was personality, age, age difference, whatever. They acted in a relationship with guys. They never literally got in the same hole. Amari. And Dak, and Dak seems to be developing a really nice And I see Dak already, like, he's, he's throwing all of Amari's way. That he that would have put in the receiver on the team because he's going, I know, I know he's got that ball. He has that rough flow in Amari. He looks incredible. Just the best thing about the Dallas Cowboys wide receiver I've seen in, what do you think, 2014? Yeah. I mean, yeah, since since peak Dez. And, and we said this, you know, Romo and Dez were a great connection. I mean, hell, you can go look at their three, four-year stretch. Hell, you can still look. I think still Dez since 2012 has the most touchdown receptions of any player in the NFL. Either 2012 or 2013. I still think that's a fact. But Romo and Dez were a great connection. I don't think Dak and Dez ever were. The puzzle pieces just never fit right. Their games didn't complement each other at all. And you can say Des may have fell off. That might have been true, but at the end of the day, I think Amari's a much more comfortable receiver for Dak. Amari's much more, like we talked about, a polished route runner gets open, and Dak's not a guy who throws in a lot of tight windows, and Amari gives him a much more open space to throw the ball. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, so, so, so far, the trade was great. Right. Now, Amari has been known, and I saw Raiders fans say this, he's known to have like, a game like this. Don't be surprised if next week that we play the Saints that he has two catches for 20 yards. Last week he had a game against Kansas City where he had 215 yards and two touchdowns, and next week he had one catch for nine yards. And the game before that, a one catch for 13 or something. Yeah. So, who knows? I want, I want to believe that Amari Cooper is – Going to continue to build on this kind of success. Right. He already leads the Cowboys in touchdown receptions, so he's tied for right. the lead. Um, so, yeah, we're up 24-13. Uh, we look totally in control of this game, and Goda got better looking all of a sudden. It did. So they the the Washington uh, the R words take the ball back over to twenty five. Uh, McCoy does a short pass out of the backfield to Adrian Peterson. He gets nine yards um, on second and one. And man, pay the Man. Man tries to feed the ball. I don't help it out uh, to Josh Allison. Uh, Marcus Lynch jumps up in the passing lane, knocks the ball himself at like a tip drill, yeah. grabs the ball, and then returns it for 13 yards. First, the throw for a 
I'm letting Cowboy fans know right now, don't be shocked. He's getting 100 mil this offseason. And I don't want you to be shocked. I don't, I don't want you to be like, man, we overpaid him or anything of that. He's an elite player. And if you look at any great elite DN, he's getting 100 mil this offseason. Let's just go through. So, this is his stats through 11 weeks. Sure. He's, he's 32 a- solo tackles. 47 okay. total tackles. I think that highlights, you know, he's a great run stopper on top of being a sack machine. Uh, eight and a half sacks despite a little banged up shoulder. He's got the sack. 11 QB hits in addition to the sack. Those are additional QB hits. 10 tackles for loss. Four runs up and it's a pass breakup, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. He's good. Look, he's not. <laughs> He's not Khalil Mack, but nobody in the league is. So y'all just need to be able to get over that. He's let's not get spoiled here. We were the Cowboys fan base has been begging for like a decade, or like you know, ever since Demarcus Ware left, to like have someone that we were scared to get eight sacks in a season. Yeah, a couple of years for like we had gotten six sacks lead our team seven years. Well, the thing is, I want to. I don't want to throw any shade at DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Ware is a pure pass rusher. He wasn't always the best run-stopper guy or knock-down balls. Tank's a complete end, and that's no – I'm not saying he's better than DeMarcus Ware. Everyone calm down. Everyone get off their soapbox. I'm saying he's very good. What do you mean? Like, DeMarcus Ware was normally a stand-up pass guy. Like, he stood up on the outside and blitzed. DeMarcus Lawrence can do it all. Yeah. He's nasty. And he's nasty. So uh, great play by Tank. Now, I would love to tell you, Cowboy fans, that after picking off the ball in the fourth quarter, being up 24 to 13, we'd run away with this. And all of a sudden we do score a touchdown goat. Um, I'll let you go through the plays, but <laughs> it's still a surprise. Back in the game. So the Cowboys do get the ball after Washington 17, and it's easy to get to nine. Uh, do a design run back for two. First, first and the six. This is the weirdest fight. They, 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 Hell, Adrian said at one point in this game for this first half, he literally texted me and goes, Dak fucking sucks. What he can do. So Dak, he goes back. He avoids Dak with a hand up a spin move. Then cut to the side. It makes a guy miss. And then somersaulting into the end zone for a rushing touchdown from five yards out. It was honestly a freakish play. Cannot count someone that's athletic at that. This big attack. It was a great play. So we're up 31 13 with 14 minutes left. This game looks stupid because Dak scores a touchdown and Zeke dragged over to the so puts him into the salvation on the which is awesome. Funny celebration. It's a 15 yard penalty on the Sure. Both 31 13 and that. However, the Redskins then proceed to return the kickoff 44 yards, and they start with 44. Yeah. They give them great field position by it. This lets them right back in this game. And I think that's exactly what I hope Garrett. 
and Lynn whoever are saying to them, it's like, look, I know you are having fun, but the game is over yet. I know you want to have fun. I know you want to do stuff. This cost us. So, so though. yeah, so it's first and 10 from the 44. McCoy hits uh, Josh Dockey for 17 yards. Then on first and 10, 27, uh, he gets 11 yards on the scramble. First and 10 from the 16, Bid goes for eight. Then he gets a short pass to Jordan Reed for seven. He gets one incompletion at the one-yard line. And on the second and goal, they do a rush with Bibbs and he scores. So that makes the score 20 to 31. Um, and they're back in this. They're now down 11. Uh, they've got, they've got it's 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Very doable. I do like this next Dow's drive goat. Um, we can go through all of it if you want, but at the end of the day, it ends with a fourth and one at Washington. I love that we went for it. I do love that we went for it. I was not totally satisfied with the spot of this ball. Um, I'm not convinced Zeke didn't cross the plane and get first out. But you're not going to get everyone else in the Yeah, high. so basically ends with uh, we get in Washington territory, third and five. Mari Cooper gets tackled just short of the first down marker, one of the 33, and it's mad as everyone's been at Jason on the gear. Mean Goat, the forefront, people being mad at Jason. Fourth and one at Washington's 33, probably too long for a field goal, too pussy to be a punt. We decided to go for it, and um, Zeke doesn't get it. I Maybe doesn't get it, but. He, he was called. He didn't get it. You have to accept that from the refs. Right. Uh, so they get the ball. With uh, five minutes left down. They do have not amazing field position, so it's not the end of the world. Um, they get the ball back. They go nine yards to Dox and Dox. First down, they go back and back for seven, seven, second down. Then they finish the game up more easily for five yards. Then on second five, five, down six. They knock him out four here. Uh, you, get, you get the middle. middle. Uh, it uh, popped up in the middle by Rouvier, which is kind of a little bit of a fall off. Um, but uh, but he missed the ball, and Wood, Wood snagged snag it up here for a I saw this too. Reds, our word fans were uh, upset about this call. Cheetah's grabbing on Harris. I agree with that. That was still a bad throw. If he was grabbing on him and the ball was thrown out in front and it was picked, I would get your beef, but. That ball was still thrown so far behind. The fact that he was grabbing him probably even helped him be in the play. Yeah. It was a bad throw by Colts. Cheeto probably should have picked it. If you wanted the holding call, you're kind of begging at that point. He probably could have been called. I'll admit that if you don't really want Washington. But at the end of the day, it was a poor throw, and your quarterback got picked off. So Dallas gets the ball back. They run Zeke up the middle for one yard. I'm okay with this. You're, you're trying to kill time. And you're eating time. I'm fine. Give the ball Zeke three straight times, which they kind of. Third and 10 for the Dallas 14. Michael Gallup gets two steps on his. Oh, this is on deck. This is all so short. Gallup is the house. For those of us who don't know, last last right after right after Gallup, Gallup formed form the head of the country and goes to that side. He's Tough. dealing with that. And I'm not, honestly, it's a great, great like, moment of this team. You watch the most game speech from this game we're talking about right now. Um, Garrett, the game ball, and Gallup in this speech. He thanked the whole team for, for being there for him. I know my brother was watching us. I appreciate y'all playing hard for him. Everyone just kind of loves on Gallup. And this would have been an amazing moment for him to get like a you know 85-yard touchdown. Bro, I'll say this, man. We 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 talk about Scott Linehan too, and 
we go back and forth. I don't think Scott's a good coach. I still don't. I still don't think Jason's a good coach. We're winning despite some of their flaws. But we run two times. Third and ten, they call this pass play, and it works. Gallup beat Quentin Dunbar, is not expecting the deep ball. Gallup gets right behind him. I mean, dude, any sort of good throw, this isn't a touchdown. A great throw, this is a touchdown. A good throw, this is a 30-yard catch that he gets tackled on. A bad throw is an incompletion. Dak is is a bad. He almost makes the catch anyway. Like he he has um, to go around and get under it. When Dak critics, including me and Goat, I mean we've we've been critical of Dak. We still kind of are. He missed him here, and that's where you miss a real quarterback. I love Dak does some things well, bro. He could have put this on ice with a good throw. Yeah. So we do miss that. They're forced to punt. Um, Washington gets the ball back. They do march down the field a little bit. The only thing I really think is worth highlighting on this drive is. Um, on third and three from the Dallas 13, McCoy tries to throw it to Jordan Reed, and he gets blasted straight through face. Helmet to helmet, honestly. It should have been a penalty. I don't think anyone out there that's not a just ridiculous delusional homer. Which we are. Yeah, even us. This is the player safety issue. They shouldn't be letting guys. I get it. I mean, dude, look, I love the X. I love all that. And Jordan Reed, who I get all the he's had about five concussions in his career. This straight on Xavier Woods. It's not even new rule stuff. This is even old rules. Xavier yeah. straight goes helmet to helmet with him. Receiver getting uh, refs miss it. They have to sell for a field goal, which by the way, I think they should have gone for. But you know, they were conservative. They don't. And you see Jordan, this one you see Jordan Reed on the sideline. Who normally like doesn't really get emotions kind of chasing in that regard. Yeah. He's they caught him on camera looking at the ref going. He hit him straight in the fucking face. In the fucking face. <laughs> so I get skin fan or R word fans. Um, I, I get it. it's a shitty call, but you're probably still not winning this game. They, but. Uh, they try to go for the onside kick. Uh, Alan Hearns recovers the ball. Great hands. You know what? Uh, like I like Alan Hearns. A good guy. Uh, and we kneel it out. We kneel it out. And go. Not only do they win, they take a hold of first place in the NFC. Dallas Cowboys are in first place in the NFC. So they're half game up based on the record over the also six and five uh, Washington team. Um, this is a huge win. It's a huge win. Third win in a row. Um, beat a division rival. Beat a division leader. And so and now, now we have, have five games left. We are very vocal. And you're staring down the barrel of the playoff. However, a week from that one, you're going to have to play what I think is the best team in the league. If they're not the best team in the league, the worst there are is the third best team in the league. So the, the Saints are coming off of the drubbing of the yeah, of the best team in the league. Saints are coming off of the drubbing of the Atlanta Falcons. Drew Brees picked them up apart. Camaro looked like I think I only saw the first quarter of that game. It looked like Camaro about 15 yards. They drubbed the Eagles. They beat the Falcons in a game that turned out 31-17. That if you really watched it, felt more like 42 to six. I mean, the Saints haven't trailed in the game in so long that it's laughable. Like. This team is uh, – I think I saw a stat. Um, I think I saw a stat. I forgot what game it was. 
Uh, it's right after they they clown somebody. Sorry, good. I'm forgetting teams, but basically they had a they had a stretch this season. I'll put it this way: they had 15 drives and they scored on 14 of them, and 10 of them were touchdowns. Stupid. Drew Brees threw for 171 yards last night with four touchdowns. Like yeah. they don't even need to. I mean, we'll get into it, and we might as well do it now, goat. Um, so we play the Saints on Thursday. They have really made a mockery of the last two. They have the highest point differential in the league of any two teams in the league. They literally win about every game by – they were a seven-point favorite Atlanta, and I was looking at it as a gambling man, being like, oh, well, maybe. And they smoked Atlanta. They're 10-1. Their only loss came week one, a total week win, 48, lost 48-40 against the – They just – their defense was lacking. Now their defense is playing good ball. A lot of people think the Saints are all offense. Look at the defense last three weeks. They've shut everybody down. Uh, they have actually the most, the least rushing yards a game against them. Although that's skewed because they get so up that nobody runs, but people don't run well against them, so that's tough. The Bucks, the Bucks actually limited their. I mean, they were lost. The Bucks limited their rushing back. They didn't have Mark refuse on suspension mm-hmm. for steroids, and Alan Kamara had eight touches for twenty nine yards. He scored two touchdowns on those eight but yeah, well, it was Michael Thomas who ate on the yeah, late. So, yeah, we're going to mention them. Their, their offense is lethal. Uh, so what I'm saying is, yes, they, they really haven't had a bad week basically all year. Um, they're led by Drew Brees, who everybody by this time knows very, very well. Um, Southlake? No, Southlake. Uh, Westlake kid. Westlake kid. That's right. My cousin Brandon played against him. I know he whooped your ass, Brandon, but uh, it's also that's right. Um, so they have Drew Brees playing maybe his best season yet, which is scare everyone. Um, he's completing about seventy five percent of his passes. They have two running backs that are probably the best one two punch in the NFL. Oh yeah, definitely. In Kamara and Ingram, they both can run. Kamara's probably the best receiving back in the NFL. And they have a wide receiver one named Michael Thomas, which those of you folks that don't play fantasy football might not be familiar with it. If you do play fantasy football, you're very familiar with Michael Thomas is a stud. This is Zeke's uh, team from Ohio State. Yep. Um, and you may have remembered him from a previous podcast where when me and Dan were talking about, you know, dream wide out for the Cowboys. Yeah. I said Michael Thomas over any receiver in the room for this team. Yeah. Pretty much. It's more Cooper on steroids. Yeah. He's a lead outrunner with it from the hands, and he's a little bit bigger and a little bit faster. Stronger, too. Yeah. yeah. This guy's catching like 90% of balls thrown his way. Uh, doesn't matter who you guard him with. Um, and, and the thing that's crazy is they really don't have a strong number two. So it's not like he's getting one on one coverage. The guy just catches everything thrown his way. He's an exceptional route runner. I mean, Drew have just like tremendous. And he's exceptionally ready. confident. I followed him. His header tw- Twitter handle is at Can't Guard Mike. That just lets he's you know. Super awesome in general. Like, yeah, the guy's super go. cool. Man crush. Plus, on my fantasy team, I got a man crush on him. He's he's incredible. So, I mean, against that offense scope, this is going to be the real test. People keep being like, "This Cowboys defense going to be tested. They're going to be tested against Atlanta." Okay, sure, Atlanta's got a good offense, but they can lay eggs. This New Orleans team, if they, they can slow this team down, we'll really see. Because this New Orleans team against good defenses, against the Rams, which are good deep, can put up 50 points. Yeah. I mean, this New Orleans offense is insane. So I know we, we'll say every week. we say every week. 
oh, this oh, is like this. this is the you guys see what Cowboys are about. I would say this. I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to win this game. I will get to that later. But <laughs> if the Cowboys even hang with this team, like if they, if they lose this game by less than 10 points, yeah. then the Cowboys can just for real. They're absolutely for real. I mean, I mean, they've blown their last four opponents out. Also, this um, I fully expect this to be a close game. I do expect us to lose because the Saints team's just so well coached, such veteran leadership. And if you watch them even more than the Rams and the Chiefs, dude, this team is like what I kind of like what I used to think of like the Kevin Garnett Celtics with Ray and then like yeah. it's a team to like this is a family team. Like they these dudes it's gonna sound cliche like love like when you watch them they these dudes love to play play for each other. It's not like Pittsburgh where it always feels like it's about to fracture, but they're always they're a great team, but they always feel like they're on the edge of like tension cracking. This team generally feels like they're all boys. Like Kamara, Ingram, Thomas, like Drew Brees. Like I follow a lot of them on Twitter. They're always retweeting each other. You guys are confident. Like they they come in like they come into every game being like we can we can beat anyone and we and then they prove it. So for a Cowboys team that like Three weeks ago, people had kind of counted out. Now, I will say this. Even Dak talked about this at his press conference. He said that two weeks ago, everyone was off the bandwagon. Like, three weeks ago, when they lost the Titans, everyone was off the bandwagon. Definitely. Guilty. Everyone went off the bandwagon. And we were, they were pretty much this, this locker room had had to turn internal, lock arms, and look at each other and say, we are better than we're playing. We can do this. And since then, they have not lost. And they've looked better and better every week. Every single week, they have looked like a better version of the team the week before. This week, we saw a new dimension of this offense with Amari Cooper going for some long TDs. Zeke has just looked freakish every single week. I will say this. If the Cowboys, if Zeke can run like I think he can, and I do think he's elite, if they can slow the game down, and limit the number of chances that Drew has in this game, I think they can keep the game close. And if you keep the game close, that gives you a chance to win the game. Yeah. So, Ben, you have a prediction um, for this game. Bro, man, I said this last pod in two weeks. I really thought we were going to lose to either Atlanta or Washington. I really thought we'd lose to Washington and then beat the Saints because they'd be real Cowboys. Now that we won the last two, I just can't see. We're we're feeling high. I get that. There's no way New Orleans overlooks us after they went three. I think this team's for real, and I don't think that's a knock on the Cowboys. I just think this New Orleans team's that for real. I think they beat us 31 to 17, 31-21. If the Cowboys win this game, we can go to ifs. This is my prediction. If the Cowboys beat the New Orleans Saints. Mm -hmm. Will you believe in this team? Bro, I'm starting to already, and I hate will it. You, will you believe that they are like a Super Bowl contender if they can beat the Saints? It honestly depends how the game looks when they do. When we go, if we curb stop the Saints, we beat them 49 to nothing. <laughs> I got to see. Look, I got to see because my problem is, and we really need to do this segment again. I promise you, pod fans, I keep – I keep playing on it next next week. 
who's really good in the NFC. There's only really two, three teams in the NFC that are good. And it's basically Rams and New Orleans are great and everybody else is fighting. Yeah. I think we can be in that fighting convo. I still think both the Rams and the Saints walk circles around us. But, man, you get hot at the right time, you don't know. So, will I believe we beat them? I'll believe we make the playoffs. Still don't know if I believe us in a head-to-head match in the playoffs. So, we'll see. That's fair. That's fair. You know? Um, it's The hype is getting to be too much for me. Like, when I watched that game yesterday, I was like, this team is capable if they play their best game and they're starting to get hot at the right time, if they play their best game, I really do think they can beat a lot of people. They're they're looking like the 2016 team, but with and we start to get guys back, dude. If we add Tyron Smith to that team yesterday, yeah, David Irving to that team yesterday. If Travis Frederick somehow gets back to the playoffs, like start adding those kind of pieces, this team could be really, really lethal. I'm gonna go ahead and say the Cowboys lose this game. But it's closer than we think it's going to be. I think it's going to be 28. And okay. I think the Cowboys will – I think Jason Garrett will somehow make a decision that ruins the chance to kick that last field. That's a problem. They went back to, do I think we're contenders? At the end of the day, talent-wise, yes. Coaching-wise, no. At the end of the day – What if Jason oh, stepped out so much worse? Maybe it's not that much worse than the Saints or the Rams – but we're so worse coached. Jason steps down with Scott run the whole team. <laughs> well, then we're great. <laughs> the gif of Jerry Jones after Amari's touchdown. Yeah, I seen it going around Twitter. Oh my god, do so us great with him being like, hey, 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 like, dude. There's nothing uh, more Thanksgiving than a group of cowboys massacring Native Americans while old white land bear and cattle in the distance. Top shelf, top shelf. So, oh, so yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for the game. I'm going to figure out my parents are going to the game. I'm super jelly. Nice. I think it's this game like 10 minutes ago. I thought, man, I thought it, man, a couple of weeks ago when Dez signed New Orleans, me and Go were ready for it to be like Dez putting up two touchdowns and the crowning tip and Jason's firing. Unfortunately, Dez Bryant will not be active, but he will be back. Um, I hope I hope there's good reception. I hope the Cowboy fans give him love. I hope they do something for him. I don't know if they will. Um, but yeah, this will be Thursday night. It'll be a big game. But Cowboy fans, yeah, this is the best team by far we faced all year. That it is. So we will be back um, to give you the play-by-play of either what would be the biggest Cowboys win in four years, I guess. This is the last time we beat New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, so this will be either one of the biggest wins ever or, you know, and uh, it's kind of win-win because I like, don't really expect to win. And if we do somehow win, I'll be stoked. If we lose, I'll be like, well, the Saints are that good. So we'll be back to that. Uh, ben, do you have uh, anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? No, sir. No, sir. Uh, just uh, we know we missed last week, but please go ahead and listen because it will be posted. Yeah, we will get double episode up today so you guys can go back and listen to us worry about how we – may or may not beat Washington. We ended up pounding, so it'll be great. But yeah, guys, as always, please feel free to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It does so much for us when we get those lovely five-star reviews on iTunes. And please feel free to reach out to us on BWBB with underscores between all those. Moms. I know. I said I was going to live tweet. Luckily, that pod didn't go out. But I got 
busy with family shit. I'll try and live tweet this next week. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do some live tweets for the New Orleans game. Um, and one of these days, dude, we definitely gotta like live stream us watching a game together. Like, get it. I know. I've been I've been told we should, but it's tough because it's like a three hour affair. It's and, a three hour thing, and uh, some of it's embarrassing. Like when I'm in the depth of my depression. So we'll see. It it could it could happen. So keep stay tuned for that, guys. Um, and like I said, we will be back. Um, maybe do another uh, Friday or Saturday episode. Uh, yeah. Thursday night game. So we'll try to get back to you guys before the following Tuesday since we want to update on that New Orleans game. But as always, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been Andrew Kelly. Benjamin T. Walker. This has been Boys Only Boys. Take it easy. Finish. This is something like the Holocaust. Millions of our people lost. Black on black, black bras, whole lot of money in a black bag, black strap, you know what that